Hello, everyone. My name is Elvira Rakova, and I welcome you to our energy movement interviews with experts in compressed air and pneumatics. Today, I'm very happy to have with me Matthew Mwenga from Kenya, and uh, he is a founder of REN Engineering Solutions. So, uh, Matthew, hi. I met you, I think we met like three years ago, and we started uh, uh, to talk about it, and I really saw that you are so passionate about the topic. I'm very happy to have it uh, today here. Yes, th thanks for having me, Vera. I, I think, uh, as I said, I'm excited for what you're trying to do with the ARG movement, and I'm really glad to be um, having a chat with you today about compressed air. And uh, yeah, over to you. Yeah. So my first question is actually just can you briefly tell us about your journey with the REN Engineering Solutions? So what was your background in engineering? So how did you start it and when you started it? Okay, I started out uh, with a bachelor's degree in chemical engineering. Uh, and uh, I was very lucky to be to join a compressor manufacturer in those formative years. So for the first six years of my career, I worked as a service engineer for compressors and also did some work with compressor rental. Uh, after that, I moved into the upstream oil and gas industry. Uh, and I did this via a master's in oil and gas engineering that I did uh, at Robert Gordon University in, uh, in the UK. And then I also worked in the upstream oil and gas industry for a few years. Um, at the end of that period uh, is when the opportunity came to, to set up the company. And um, yeah, so I'll get into that. Okay, so you come from the background of the chemical engineer. So I guess you saw a lot of application of compressed air while you were working also for the for the manufacturer. And uh, so what then happened to the founding of, of your own company? So you said the opportunity came. What kind of an opportunity? But it was inspiration or crisis. <laughs> so it's usually like two, two things, you know, it's something bad happened or something really good happened. Tell us. Well, 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 they say that in every crisis is an opportunity. <laughs> so for, for me, um, one of the things that was really lucky is during my time uh, working for the compressor manufacturer, I was in charge of energy efficiency audits. And so I got to really understand uh, what it takes to collect data and um, use data to quantify and identify problems in compressed air. Now, the other thing that came about is while I was working in the petroleum industry, uh, the petroleum industry is also very data driven very, very data-driven. They are very keen on uh, offsets and looking at past data to predict the future. And they also emphasize a lot on rigor. So when the crisis or opportunity came uh, in 2017, uh, where um, you know my work in the oil and gas industry came to an end, I believe I was in the right place at the right time. Uh, and we started out mainly offering our services uh, in compressed air system design and installation. Uh, but over the next uh, few years, in fact, in the last seven years, we are now seven years old, uh, we expanded our services to include things such as energy audits, quality audits, 
and also providing products that are linked to efficiency, such as flow meters and others. Okay, that's really great. You know, I'm very curious to uh, understand international markets and uh, I see that there is like a different also in the mindsets. I mean, even though it is the same, can be might be same production, uh, might be same uh, uh, engineering background and uh, uh, similar degrees, but I'm originally Russian, so I studied in, in Russia and I kind of understand Russian market. However, I've been living in Europe for, for a few years. Uh, now I'm curious to understand the African market. So because it's a very interesting place, especially when you talk about the energy efficiency, you know, uh, because the prices are different. So in Europe, it's usually driven by the prices. I guess in Africa is similar in Russia, prices like us lower, lower. But um, in terms of other companies that provide similar services, what do you think it's very special about the RAND engineering and how you like identify yourself in the African market and in general? Curious to understand what's going on there. Yeah, no, so you touched on a few points. Uh, so one thing with the African market is it's very similar to others. Uh, it's a mix of multinationals with local branches, you know, the same Diageo, um, you know, Unilever, they all have local manufacturing and then local manufacturers. So it's always a mix of the two. Mm -hmm. The other thing that uh, we are very lucky to have in Kenya particularly is that we have legislation that um, mandates that large energy users should uh, carry out energy audits. And this has been in place since 2012. So in one way, uh, we are not the only country in Africa to have that, but we are a pioneer within East Africa in having legislation in place. And so what that uh, pushed was that manufacturers had to be thinking about doing an energy audit every three years. And this has really opened mindsets uh, in a very big way. Now, where we come to how we differentiate ourselves. So one of the key things is uh, most of the auditors uh, locally are general auditors. So they'll focus on the whole factory and looking at all the utilities. Uh, but we tend to focus on Compressor. Compressor is quite, um, it's a complex system uh, that needs uh, proper understanding. And we believe that one of our core strengths is that uh, we focus on compressed air. Another key thing is uh, we are an end-to-end -end solutions provider. So we look at compressed air holistically from uh, the supply side, which is the compressors that generate air to the pipework to the end use. So we're one of very few companies that do this. In fact, most uh, you know, factories have to go to two or three different people to look for solutions in each part of their compressed air system. Uh, we also have deep experience and lastly, and I think I mentioned before, this approach of using data as the core of decision-making, uh, something that's not so common. I mean, it's slowly being uh, taken up, but it's not so common. You know, a lot of times it's more based on calculations and experience and other things, uh, which can sometimes mislead you. Okay, that's great. So you are one of those companies that really specifically focus on compressed air. And I think it's a really great point that you also go into the demand side, you look on distribution and you provide the holistic service to your customers. 
because there are also in Europe here, I've seen so many companies that energy auditors, they just go there. They say you need to install the um, monitoring system. Your compressor consumes as much and that's it. You know, it's um, data collection is very important, but making a decision based on this data, this is actually the key. And um, even though it's very obvious, sometimes it's just the companies really don't get to this point because there are not so many specific uh, specialists that can help with everything. The same thing also in compressed air, that there are some specialists that focus only on the leaks, but sometimes when the air is used in such a bad, in incorrect way, I'm not talking about the obvious cleaning shoes, for example, but I mean, <laughs> oversized uh, actuators or the blowing applications or clean applications, it's... Um, doesn't make sense to fix leaks of the application that doesn't make sense to use. So, and this is, I think it's so important that you really go into the holistic approach and uh, that the customer is like satisfied after this. Talking about the applications and the customers. So what are the, uh, what are the significant uh, compressed air utilities or usage that you usually uh, work with and what types of industry that are your typical clients? So it varies. Uh, in Kenya, particularly, the largest um, number of manufacturers are in food and beverages, uh, around 30%. So they tend to be the majority. Uh, but what, you know, what is a fact with Compresta is that Compresta is used across the board. You know, it's used across all types of manufacturers, and it's a very key utility. You know, usually when the Compresta is not working, uh, there is no production. So I'd say looking at our track record, we've worked with manufacturers from all sectors. Uh, we also find that manufacturers in very competitive sectors, uh, for example, here the plastic sector is particularly competitive, are more open to things like efficiency as a way to improve their competitive advantage. And, you know, with them, you know, with Plastics, as an example, they track costs per unit, not per item produced. So that kind of focus on efficiency, where they look at each and every single input into what they're manufacturing, uh, eventually leads them to compressed air. And we've had some very good experiences, you know, helping these manufacturers understand their cost per item and how to reduce it further. That's great. I'm really happy to hear about this advancement on the energy efficiency, talking about the plastic, for example, manufacturers. So um, how do you, how your company usually uh, approaches this kind of energy efficiency project? So you said that you help them to understand how much compressed air per unit, right? That would be produced. Mm -hmm. What is then the next step to, to help them? So generally what we'll do is we'll have a baseline. And I think that's always uh, the, the key thing. You need to um, either engage experts. So with plastics particularly, we have some experts and I cannot emphasize this enough. You know, it's very important to work with other people. Uh, there are some globally recognized experts uh, like Pete from the US who works in the plastics area. And we're able to work with them to get baselines for different types of equipment. And so based on what the actual consumption is, so we put a flow meter and measure the actual consumption, particularly, for example, of a blow molding machine, and then compare that with what it should actually be consuming. And the difference 
you know, is the opportunity for saving. Now, where the, the, those, uh, the losses are, for example, it could be leaks within, uh, within the equipment, it could be undersized piping. So all that will come from the data collected and it will be able to identify, okay, so where should the focus be in terms of the next step? Because as you said, data enough is not, data by itself is not enough. It's like carrying out a leak audit without repairing leaks. Eh? It's just half of the, the, the story. The other half is the actions that you take after you collect the data. Okay, so basically you get uh, you also work with other experts in the field. So I think it's really one of the key points. It's very important and I'm happy to hear about it. So you mentioned that uh, you would know the baseline for baseline for those machines, right? Uh, and then you can compare it what 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 already there. So what do you think about the um, how usually clients react to this? So can you share with us I know one story of your customer? How do you approach them? Is it usually hard uh, for them to start the project or they're happy to to go there? Are they hesitant of the new uh, innovations or installations? So what, what is usually the reaction of the, of the clients there? Okay, so it, it depends. We get two types of people. Um, so we do a lot of awareness uh, through webinars, through emails. So some people will respond to one of the awareness campaigns that we've done. And then uh, based on that, you know, we can have the initial interaction and discuss. Some will react to a specific problem. And usually uh, the people who we've managed to help uh, become more efficient are the people who are, who are in pain. You know, that, that would be one way to put it. So either, you know, one manufacturer, I think um, there was uh, a push for them to buy new equipment uh, and they were not ready to make this investment. So they approached us to look at how can they improve uh, their efficiency. And then based on that initial interaction, we're able to carry out an audit and identify that in fact, by um, eliminating leaks and uh, carrying out, um, you know, installing a master controller for the group of compressors they had, they'd be able to meet current the current demand they had with the existing equipment and have some leftover capacity for expansion. So, you know, that's one project. Uh, the one that I'd, I'd like to really point out that, that was very successful is, um, you know, power generation company that we worked with in 2018. So again, they had a very inefficient compressed air system. And when we did the initial audit, uh, their specific power, uh, or the efficiency um, was about double of what uh, an efficient compressed air system would look like. So based on those initial findings, uh, we were able to give like uh, three phases of efficiency measures. The first of which was to replace the existing compressor with a more efficient uh, one. And so as we implemented uh, the three phases of the project, we cut their compressed air energy consumption by 60%. Uh, in fact, to the point where their older equipment was now oversized. And mm. it, it was a great, great um, you know, example of how you can use data uh, to, you know, to carry out efficiency measures and then you know, use monitoring to verify those savings.
That's great. So you, uh, I really like the end-to-end -end approach that you also, that you don't only don't only just tell people here you can do better, but you actually provide them already the solution. So you also work with the manufacturer of efficient solutions, right? The suppliers of the flow meter, suppliers of the monitoring system. Uh, without making any advertisement for other companies <laughs> today, uh, what do you think is the, I don't know, the latest technologies in the compressed air and pneumatics that were really good, that you really like to use, that are, what are the trends now, in, in your opinion, that also your clients after installing those equipment, they're very happy about? Um, yeah, so there are, there are many, many opportunities for saving. I think the, the, the truth is we've hardly scratched the surface in this market because uh, almost always the overriding factor in decision-making is cost. You know, a lot of times people are still choosing equipment based on the initial cost rather than the total cost of ownership. And so even the basic efficiency equipment is still a big opportunity uh, that I see here. Uh, some of the exciting things that I've seen uh, is, you know, one of the compressor manufacturers now has a hybrid machine that basically incorporates a fixed speed and a variable speed compressor mm. in one canopy uh, with the idea of improving, um, you know, partial load efficiency, which is always a big headache with compressors. You know, what happens when demand on the weekend is half of what it is during a weekday? How do you meet that demand without buying another compressor? And so that's, for me, really exciting. Uh, there's also a lot of exciting, um, you know, technologies coming around uh, remote monitoring for efficiency, uh, where, you know, people have, um, you know, the, the, the data systems and uh, data loggers that allow you to monitor com compressed air systems remotely. Yeah. Uh, and of course, the work that you're, you're doing at Directing with this, you know, software that allows you to calculate pressure drop and, you know, look at different options for air guns and other equipment that is on the demand side, which, as I said, is the most critical. Okay. Yeah. No, that's great. It's... Uh, um... Sometimes, you know, like I feel like sad that compressed air is considered kind of like an old fashioned technology and the people think just that because the problem is that it's so it works for years and it doesn't need any, any innovation because it is functional, right? It's, it's never been des designed to be efficient. Mm -hmm. And now when we approach this, uh, uh, this problem that uh, it consumes a lot, but it actually can be designed in the correct way. And as you said, you have so many projects where components just oversized compressor is oversized other components that oversized simply even without any additional huge investment the companies can save uh, save a lot so and this is this is i really really like about your approach that you create the holistic roadmap for customers step by step from fixing leaks until to the full integration of new solutions that exist on the market and I would look on this compressor, it's very interesting for me. So I think I can use it in some of my projects too. Mm -hmm. um, what is your next steps for your company, your global vision? Because I really understand you as an entrepreneur. So my company is younger than yours, but you always go through this uh, uh, existential crisis, five stages of, you know, <laughs> um, doubts and uh, things and looking for customers then you get at this point that you already recognized 
in your in your field. So, what is your next vision, next steps in the uh, for, for your company for Ren Engineering Solutions in the next years? Well, we we are very very excited, and um, you know we one of the key things that you're looking at is um, how do we unlock energy efficiency uh, for small and medium manufacturers. Um, you know, my experience has been a lot of efficiency solutions and even, you know, the monitoring equipment and, you know, the things that enable efficiency are priced in a way that they only favor the larger uh, manufacturers because of the initial cost. And one of the things that we're really, really investigating is how to, uh, you know, remove some of these barriers around data collection so that it's more democratized to small and medium manufacturers who, as we say, are the people who will be the next large manufacturers if they do get past that stage. Uh, the other thing that we're looking at is expanding more and more into our shared energy savings business model. And with this business model, we're mainly trying to address the key barriers to the adoption of energy efficiency. Right. And one of them, of course, is always the upfront cost. You know, a lot of times efficient equipment will cost more. And so that's always a barrier. There's also the technical risk. People don't trust that it's as efficient as you say. They think you're just trying to sell them something. And so shared energy savings, you know, uh, brings this opportunity where, you know, we can take the risk and assure the savings during the payback period. And we believe this is another very strong way that will unlock uh, energy efficiency for more and more people uh, so that it's not something that is seen just for the people who have the capital uh, to implement and uh, can afford efficient solutions. Yeah, I think it's very important. I really like this idea of uh, helping small and medium companies. I, I think they're really in need. So when larger companies are driven more by the sustainability goals or for people that like just their bosses of the bosses told them that they have to look at this. I think small and medium companies, they're really driven by that and they are implementing it faster. So because they need it, they need to save energy, they need to save money also, they need to have expansion. And the operators, in my personal experience, operators are usually also react like in a more uh, friendly way with you they, because they really want to optimize their processes for them for themselves. So I think it's kind of quick win, but it's important for them to find this uh, capex to to invest at the beginning for the project. I think you're on a very good track. And what about your geographical expansion? So we can um, uh, direct our viewers and listeners uh, that are in Africa, but Africa is so big. So can you tell us uh, how they can approach you, from which countries you work with, and uh, so so they can also optimize their yes. factories? So we, we are currently based in Nairobi. Kenya. Uh, we have worked uh, in the Eastern Africa region, the countries around us. And, you know, in the coming year, we look to have uh, more of a physical presence uh, within East Africa, um, in Uganda, Tanzania, and as the opportunity arises within the other countries. And so our focus right now, if you have any energy efficiency needs within the Eastern Africa region, we are definitely the partner for you. And in the medium term, we'll be looking at providing our service, you know, across the continent. Uh, the thing with energy, you know, with compressed air and energy efficiency is that, you know, being a specialized service, it's, it's 
something we believe we can offer, you know, wherever um, it, you know, there is a customer in need. So yeah, feel free to, to let us know what your requirements are and we'll be happy to work with you. Well, Matthew, I really wish you a lot of success. And I think with your approach, you will achieve a lot of success also with your company. So your customers are happy people if they when they approach you. Um, thank you so much for this interview. I just want to tell to everyone that you're welcome to our ARG movement. You can find the profile in the experts profile of Matthew there. So with some descriptions, the projects. And if you're in the region in the East Africa, for now, just reach to him and I'm sure that uh, Matthew will be available asset for your for your company in the sense of the project on the not on the efficiency of compressed air, but in general, right? Because you also provide various services, uh, services on this. Matthew, thank you, thank you so much for the interview today. And I'm looking forward uh, to the next uh, exchange on uh, on the new technologies that you're implemented or projects uh, in the compressed air world. Thank you so much for your work. Okay, thank you. Thank you for having me. And, um, you know, as you say at REN Engineering, save air, save money. Yeah, Thanks. perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Have a nice day.